This is your new morning routine. Cap and J-Hood. Follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000. And now on FM at 100.3 HD2. Now, now, now. On Chicago's Home for Sports. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to Captain J Hood on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black, along with Adam Abdallah. Usually you hear us weeknights, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. Filling in for Captain J Hood today. Big show. Huge show, Abdallah. It's our last show before uh, next year, so uh, this should be fun. It is our last show. Well, it's, it's not the last show for the station. Uh, we have full no, programming all done. the way till uh, next week. But no, Black you, and Abdallah, this is it for, you the, and I are done. for the year, for I've 2022. Been, I've been told to tell you that this is your last show. All right. I'll see you guys later. You uh, enjoy the Substack? No, no, no. You have one more show. You have one more show. You have to finish oh. today or else you don't get paid. <laughs> You have to finish today, and then you can move to France and start your (laughs) sub-stack. Wemba Yama in the NBA and thoughts about the Bulls from overseas. Hey, so here's the news this morning. The Bulls beat the Hawks last night, 110-108. to Ayo DeSumo with the layup at the end, the rebound, the collection, and he puts it back before time runs out. Uh, Yesterday, uh, the Cubs introduced Dansby Swanson to the media, and then also Week 16 in the NFL kicks off tonight. Jacksonville and the New York Jets. It should be a good game. Both teams fighting for the playoffs still. Uh, So that's the news this morning here on ESPN 1000. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. But we start first with the Chicago Bears. They host the Bills on Saturday. And Abdal, the injury report that was released yesterday, I do have a question about this because Chase Claypool, with his knee injury, on Tuesday, he was limited. Yesterday, on Wednesday, he did not participate. Uh, So it seems as if he is going backwards as far as uh, what he is doing from day to day in practice, which my concern then would be if we look at the other pieces around Justin Fields for this Saturday against the Bills. Uh, EQ St. Brown is in concussion protocol. He has not practiced Tuesday or Wednesday. And then Nikhil Harry was limited yesterday. I mean, he was a full participant both days at practice, but he was a full participant both days of practice last week. He didn't play. Yeah. Uh, So what's the situation with the wide receivers around our quarterback? Because that's the most important thing. Seeing Justin Fields, his development, once again, in another situation against a very good defense. I want to see Fields play well, but he needs some weapons. And it seems as at this point, uh, we're not going to see more of this Claypool-Fields connection here in the final couple weeks. This does not look good. No, it doesn't look good. And, you know, this injury now is, what, three weeks Old. It yes. happened against the Packers. We saw it, and then they had the bye week, so he had a two weeks to heal. Didn't play last week, so now we're into week three of this knee injury. And yeah, you want to see some connection between Fields and Claypool. Like that's what you hope to see in these last few games. You've got three games left. You want to see this offense kind of develop, but I still think that you can. Justin Fields can still learn on the job without Claypool, right? 
A lot of people are upset with Chase Claypool and how long it's taken him to learn this offense and to acclimate himself into this team and kind of become that number one guy, especially with Mooney out uh, and when he got injured about four weeks ago. So I'm not that worried. I'm in the camp of you bringing a wide receiver into a new system that took the quarterback and the full offense like six weeks to finally implement into the regular season. So to me, I'm waiting to have Claypool get a full off season with Justin Fields. We talked about it when Fields was the backup, remember, during training camp and how he and Darnell Mooney would stay after and just throw balls to each other and run routes and all that kind of stuff. And they developed that kind of rapport that when Justin Fields got the job because he knew eventually he was going to get the job, that he had that rapport with Darnell Mooney even though Allen Robinson was supposed to be the number one wide receiver. I kind of hope that happens with Chase Claypool. Not that I want Mooney out, but I hope both the guys stay after practice and training camp and that kind of thing. That's when If it's next year and Chase Claypool still isn't getting the offense, then I'll worry. But, you know, coming into a new system and trying to learn an entirely new offense and new verbiage and everything like that with a a quarterback who likes to run as well, that's going to take some time. So I'm not that worried about Claypool. I would like to see it. But we saw that without him last week, Justin Fields still had a decent game and put up points. So against a very good defense in the Eagles as well. So I'm not really that worried about this. I just would like some dudes for him to throw to. Like, it's just going to make it that more obvious that the Bears need to add in the offseason. Like, when you get here on, and when people are, are talking about this game on, on Sunday and Monday, when you're enjoying your Christmases, and people are saying, hey... You're not, not going to enjoy yours? No, I'm saying when people are enjoying their Christmases. Oh, I thought you said your Christmases. No, people like, are enjoying like your You're Christmases. just going to sit from afar and, and, and no, observe. No, no, no. I feel people are going to be like, man... <laughs> We need we need some wide receivers like real bad because you need depth too because it's hard for a team to stay healthy as we've seen these injuries for the Bears they got real lucky the first few weeks of the season they got lucky through like ten weeks thirteen weeks of the season and then everything started to pile up and now you've got a bunch of dudes on the injury report that are hurting Justin Fields' development and that's it's fine I don't think it's a problem because now your people want losses I don't think you were going to beat the Bills anyway even with when fully healthy. But it just proves the point that how much you have to add to this football team. Like, you've got guys out there, and I I still expect the Bears to compete just like they did against the Eagles. If you competed against the Eagles, you should be able to compete against the Bills. When we do our 5-up, 5-down on Black and Abdallah, I still have the Eagles rated higher than the Bills. So if you competed against the Eagles... You should be able to compete against the Bills. Yeah, that, that is a, a good way to look at it because Philly was, uh, last week, they were the number one team, and they still are, in opponent yards per play. So defensively, they allow the fewest yards per play in the National Football League. Buffalo is 10th, and Justin Fields moved the football mm-hmm. against a very good Eagles defense. And I think that's where I look at this whole piece of conversation and you just mentioned it. You laid it out. There are guys who are injured who are not allowing fields to develop at the pace that we hope. Well, that goes back to to the depth of this team. And Ryan Poles has a lot of work cut out for him in this offseason. It's going to be a very important offseason. But when you look at this whole situation, as far as Poles goes, it's not just a number one wide receiver and a stud left tackle. It's not just an edge rusher and maybe another corner. It's the idea that those behind the starters are good enough to step in. There are some spots on this roster where we've seen some young players step in and step up. Jack Sanborn this year, I think, is one of those guys. Out with the the injury, he's on injured reserve. But to this point this season, the Bears trade away Roquan Smith. I would would argue your best player. And Mm -hmm. Jack Sanborn stepped in, and he was pretty decent. 
I'm not going to say good, but he was decent. Yeah. And and he he went and made plays. I'm not seeing other young players seize the opportunity like we saw Sanborn seize the opportunity. And that blame goes, you could say some of it goes to the players, but also it goes back to the GM. You didn't construct a deep enough roster of players who could have something in the future. And and that's where it, it goes back to polls in this idea where they need wide receivers, yet his moves at wide receiver seem a little desperate and they seem like they haven't worked out. And that's Vilas Jones Jr., who you draft in the third round when other guys were available. Mm-hmm. And then also you you go and you trade a second rounder for Chase Claypool. Claypool gets the knee injury. Now we're not going to see what he is. And the hope will be in the offseason he can complete some chemistry with Justin Fields. I it's there's a lot of work ahead of Ryan Poles in this oh, yeah. offseason, but it's more than just the number one guys. He needs depth because when you get to this point in the season, it's not just the teams with the star. It's the teams that have guys who can step up and step in. And the Bears just don't have that at this moment. I, I think some in these parts, around these parts, would say they don't have enough talent. Oh, no, drink. It's early. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, but I, I, I feel like I'm still defending Ryan Poles because... I'm, it's his first draft class, and look at what he did to clear the books of the dead weight for next season, right? Like, he couldn't add depth because there was no money to add depth. They were up against the salary cap the entire year. They have been the entire year because of all the dead money that they're paying out to players that aren't here anymore. And I give him credit for moving on from players when other GMs might have been like, well, you know what? If we keep Khalil Mack for a year and if we keep these guys for a year, maybe we can compete. And maybe he was like, no, this is garbage. The money's garbage. We got to get rid. We got to rebuild. This team is one of the oldest in the NFL. We got to get young. And so I'm not going to hold that against him until next season. Right. Next season, if you don't add the depth with a hundred million dollars, if you I'm a proponent more and more so every week when I watch games of trading back and getting more draft picks because yeah. you just have to add so much more to this team. I know Jalen Carter, Will Anderson would be awesome, but you have to fill so many holes on this team that you need all those draft picks. So I'm going to give him another full offseason. Like, I'm not just going to say Ryan Poles is garbage because he missed on Vilas Jones and traded for a second round pick for Chase Claypool, who hasn't panned out just yet. Let me see what Chase Claypool does next year with with uh, Justin Fields because I don't think it was a move for this year. I think he looked at the wide receiver free agent class and was like, this is garbage. I got to move for something. So he made a move for Chase Claypool. So let's see how that pans out next year. I'm with you on Vilas Jones is probably a bust now. Vilas Jones is probably a bust. Swinging a miss on that one. But at the same time, I still think he's had more hits than misses. I still think he's batting above 500. I still think he's he's had a decent draft class because you found guys. You just said it. Undrafted free agent in Jack Sanborn was playing really well in place for Roquan Smith until he got injured. Like, you can't plan for injury. Like, you plan for it with depth. But at the same time, like, we didn't know Sanborn was going to get injured. You probably knew that Roquan Smith was going to get traded, but Sanborn stepped in nicely. Like, look at how much better the defense was when Brisker and Kyler Gordon came back from concussion protocol. Like, they've played well. So he's had decent draft picks. The problem is... His glaring hole at wide receiver. When everyone wants to watch the offense and everyone's focused on that, he hasn't really hit on that. Have you ever seen a player that has uh, more fumbles per touch than Velas Jones Jr.? 
I mean, it, what? How many times has he touched the football this season and just for the Chicago it. Bears? And how many fumbles does he have? Yeah. I mean, it, he can't have more than like 15 touches the entire season, right? Like, I'm not making this up. I've never seen a player have the inability to hold on to a football the way that Jones Jr. has been this season for the Chicago Bears at rookie. And when you look at Justin Fields and his development, you know, just take the snapshot of the last four games. Detroit, Atlanta, Green Bay, Philly. He's a hell of a player, mm-hmm. and he's developing. Mm-hmm. And that's where the excitement level turns to the future because even against Atlanta, where you, he gets injured at the end, the pick at the end, things didn't go the way, the way they should have for the Bears. They had the opportunity, final drive. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen. He only throws for 153 yards, but he has a, t- a touchdown in the air. And he also has a touchdown on the ground. But when you look at those games, especially Green Bay and Philly, he is turning into a quarterback that we saw the draft profile for. Quarterback staying in the pocket, who's a super athlete, but his first objective is to throw down the field. Mm -hmm. And I think that is what is so exciting. Against Philly, one of the best defenses in all football. Against Green Bay, your rival. Able to stand in the pocket and make throws down the field. And then, to tie it all back together... With a wide receiver core that's in shambles, that you have guys who are injured, you have guys who are running the wrong routes, you have guys who are showing up late to the huddle, and then they're getting out there, and they're not set, and there's all this movement going on, and Justin Fields the entire time with chaos around him looks cool, comfortable, and he has confidence. That, to me, is the most important thing to what we've seen from Fields in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's the type of throws that he's making, right? Like, when you look at the throws that he's he's making, he's throwing into tighter coverage. Like, he's not just throwing to dudes. Like, the beginning of the season, you're like, okay, he's making nice throws, but the guys were getting wide open. Like, he's throwing he's throwing up 50-50 balls that guys are make, trying to make plays on, right? And I think that he's trusting his offense more. He's standing in the pocket a little bit more so than he was in the beginning of the year. Is he still holding on to the ball too long? A little bit, but his, his offensive line around him was <laughs> dropping like flies on Sunday against the Eagles. Like if you look at, I, I keep going back to the weeks that when they implemented this new offense after the mini buy, right? Week seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, take out week 12 because he didn't play the Jets game and then week 13, 14, and then uh, week 15, right? So if you look at that, in offense, this is still a top ten, uh, a, a top ten offense. Like they've proven the fact that they can still be a top ten offense when Justin Fields is playing well. And since they started this after that mini buy, and so I'm looking at that and saying, hey, they're going to have so many more weapons at wide receiver, and the offensive line is going to be better next year because it just has to be. Like you have to add, so it's going, it should be better. And if you can be a top ten offense with the garbage they're rolling out there, imagine what they can be when you add more weapons and you shore up that offensive line a little bit more. We're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah. We're in for Cap and Jay Hood. Cap and Jay Hood mornings on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Cap Jay Hood. Follow on Instagram at Cap Jay Hood. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. In for Cap and Jay Hood this morning. Why are you and uh, Shay Norling fighting about DVOA, a, a oh. analytic for football? Shay doesn't like it. 
Wait, what's Jason, going on here? Wait, I'm not. Wait. Shay, do you have your dead man walking list? Dead team is that, walking. Is, do you have dead your team dead walking. team walking? Is that is that the analytic you would like to use for football? That's my the dead team walking list is my favorite analytic. Who, yeah. Who's number one? Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um, yeah, because they are walking and they're going to make the playoffs, but they're so dead. You know what's the worst thing is? I don't know if they actually are number one, because can't you see a future where Dallas has to go on the road to Tampa in the first round of the playoffs and loses? No, I, I see the opposite. I see Micah Parsons killing Tom Brady on national TV and that being the end of the story. Killing dead? Like, yeah. Tom, Bra- Tom well, Brady's not dead. dead. Well, like, it's, one of those, it's one of those where he, he goes for the strip sack and he leaves with the football and the helmet. And he's just running down the field with the helmet in one arm and the football in the other. And the Cowboys, America's team, takes down America's boy. And couldn't you see that? I see that. 46-2. to two. Two, I see that. Yeah. See that, that final score. Let's call it now. Cowboys over Buccaneers. Who else is on the list? Number one on my list actually is the uh, New England Patriots. It's a dead team walking. Well, explain that. So... Uh, all of our fine uh, Cap and J Hood listeners listen to you each and every week talk about your love for Boston sports, but you're from Detroit. Explain this one to me. Explain which one? The dead team walking or the love for the Patriots? Well, I, how, how are you a, a Boston fan, but you're not I'm from not Boston? Really, I'm a Celtics fan and I'm a Patriots fan. So when I was growing up, my aunt and uncle lived there and we would go there often. Okay. And I've told you before, like Detroit. Like, the Lions were blacked out locally a lot because they couldn't sell out the games. So when they were playing at home, I couldn't watch them on TV. Hold on. And what comes Shay, on TV instead? Shay, the Patriots. Shay, stop, stop, stop. You don't have to do this. You leave him alone, okay, Mr. USC fan over here. Well, Mr. No, Mr. Manchester United fan over here. Mr. Well, now, P, Mr. P, you go to France once and now you're a PSG fan. None of yeah. us grew up in England to be, a, to be a, a Listen, European you, soccer okay? fan. Yeah, but why United? You could pick Tottenham and be one No, of the you know cool why? Kids. Because when we were Pick, we were all picking teams. Well, they're and the I most go, pretentious. I go D bags pick United. He goes, well, I'm a United fan. Yeah. No, I, so no, I, I just I'm always shocked when I see you like rage tweeting about the Celtics. I'm like, who who cares about the Celtics? Well, I mean, let, let him be a fan of who he wants to be well, a fan I, of. I was just You're asking. You're a USC fan. Leave him alone. I didn't say he can't be a fan of it. I was just asking well, for the backstory. I need your fan. What, you got a tattoo it on it now? How are, are you fan? You fan checking dudes? I need credentials. Well, Cap's not here. Someone's got to monitor the halls about fan checking. No, let you him know, be a fan. I had a, uh, a guy I used to work with said it was garbage that I would root for the Patriots. And he's like, oh, you're not even a real fan. You're just a front runner. Then I told him I was going to see them play in Buffalo and in Pittsburgh in the same season. And he's like, for some reason, that was like the thing that made it okay for me to pay, be a Patriots fan. Oh, you're going on the road to see them? I guess you are actually a fan. Speaking of Cap, uh, yes, and his yeah. guys, uh, I'll just put this out into the world. Google it if you want to. Uh, Cap's guy, Davo Swinney, had <laughs> an amazing comment on name, image, and likeness yesterday. Yeah. And he, oh my God, oh my God, he said they're creating the team in the name, image, and likeness of God. Oh, no. Well, that's Cap's guy. So there you go. Dabo Sweeney. Cap's guy. Like, 
shout out to that. The dude has also said that if players ever got paid, he would go sell cars. I'm still waiting for him to open yeah, his dealership. Not, to retire cars. and open his dealership. I'm he's still not, waiting on he's that. He's not selling cars. Still waiting on that, Davo. He's Why ca- haven't you done it yet? He's cashing checks. Why? Where's your car dealership? I'm not saying he has to like be, go be a car salesman. He can just retire and open a dealership like he said he would. I will say this. Uh, the benefit of working the show two days in a row was that I got to sit at home and watch the SEC Network for like six straight hours. Oh, you see that recruiting class? And, and to watch recruiting uh, <sighs> breakdown with the first signing day, which we know in college football, there's also a second signing day. And basically with the transfer portal, you have all winter to kind of mm-hmm. build your team. So I, I, I get there's a lot of people out there suggesting that the, the ranking of the classes and, oh, here's Oregon. Look how great Oregon is because of the first day of this signing period. Congratulations. You're still going to lose. Uh, but how about you, uh, Alabama? What, what a what a start to signing day. Six five-stars, 24-star players, one three-star player. That's all right. You gotta, I mean, you got to spread the wealth around a little bit, I guess. It's like Alabama getting a three-star player is like that, that picture of Diddy looking at a dollar. It's just like, what, what do I do with this? What do I do with this three-star? They flipped some, uh, a couple dudes. They flipped a dude from uh, Auburn. They flipped a dude from Iowa, an offensive uh, guy from Iowa. They flipped a defensive guy from, from uh, Auburn. It's a good day. It's a good day. Abdal, this uh, holiday week, we have... Uh Christmas coming up this weekend. Hanukkah is taking place. Uh, the, so, you know, at this time of year, people are always thinking about their wish lists, right? And then also, you know, I like to think back of uh, some of the great gifts that I've received in the past. And uh, 25 years ago this fall, a specific game was released that uh, I was fond of back in the day when I was a kid. That's right. Do you remember the Nintendo 64? Yes. The the winter was 1997. It was the fall of 97. And a young Chris Black was sitting there hoping and praying that a Nintendo 64 and Goldeneye, the game James Bond 007, would be there on Christmas morning. Do you, can you recall a, a present that you just absolutely needed to have? Oh, yeah. It was the Nintendo 64. I remember that year, uh, my birthday is December 4th, so earlier than Christmas, but I got it for my birthday, and it was like a combo. It was like a, a, an Eid, uh, which is a Muslim holiday, and my birthday, because it was like they were close, because Eid's a, a Muslims work on a lunar calendar, so the calendar moves around, right? Sure. And so I was like, Mom, Dad, come on. <laughs> come on. It's one present, but like for two, you're killing two birds with one stone here, guys. You don't need to get me anything for Eid if you get me this for my birthday. And it worked because they didn't. And then I got a, I got a 64 and Goldeneye for my birthday. Okay. And, and so here's why I want you to explain. Explain to people why Goldeneye, the 007 game for Nintendo 64, was so important to millennials when they were that age, when they were sitting there around 12 years old, 13, that this game was released and why it was so important to not only you, but I assume your friend group as well. Yeah, I mean, because like if you had the game first, like everyone came over to play there, right? Like everyone wanted to play. Like, hey, guys, we're coming. We're going to play GoldenEye. Like, it was the first. I can't remember another system or game. I believe it was. Was it the first four-controller system? 
I believe it was. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it and was. So like you could play with four people at sure. the same time, and you could have four, three of your friends over and one weird friend sitting in the corner waiting to rotate in because everyone had to rotate in, right? Sure. And so like you had the you had the you, there will be like one one of your friends being like, come on, guys, someone die already, and <laughs> and so like you then became like the house, and that changed. With Xbox, because sure. Xbox, you could have like 16 people, you could do all that kind of stuff. But I remember Gold and I being the first one where you'd be like, all right, I'm bringing my controller over. Because like you never had four controllers. You had two controllers. Sure. And then someone had to bring their controller over if they wanted to play. Like, all right, you come, but you got to bring your controller. Of course. And and it was important because it was based off a movie, Goldeneye, uh, the James Bond film. Uh, but also, like, the levels were... Basically, the movie, the plot of the movie. Yeah. But the key was the multiplayer, which you could play in the different levels, which was fantastic because in a multiplayer setting, you're right. It was the first time you could have four people all playing together. But it was like basically Mario Kart at the time. And it was GoldenEye is where you could have all four of your friends playing Mm -hmm. at once. And that's where my my favorite joke is uh, when you look at Twitch. There are people streaming their video games on Twitch. Hundreds of thousands of people watching. There was nothing worse than being 12 years old in 1997 and being the fifth friend in the group of four and being the last one to get there. So now you're just sitting there watching your your four buddies play video games and waiting for someone to die. And you didn't have a phone either. Like you couldn't just like you had to do. You sat there. You sat there and watched others play video games and it sucked. And so, but now people spend their time watching people play video games. It's ridiculous. I don't understand it. Jake Cantu and Shane Norling are with us this morning. Guys, can you recall a gift, a uh, wish list gift that you had for Christmas or some other holiday that you look at and you're like, this is the absolute gift I need to have? Maybe it was a birthday, something that you really had to have. For me, it was Goldeneye for Nintendo 64. What do you guys say? I didn't think about that. I don't know if I really have one. Oh, I- I got a box set of every Calvin and Hobbes comic. That was one of my favorite gifts I've ever gotten. You called me a nerd. Jeez. It's not nerdy. <laughs> well, uh, a box of comics, it's a little nerdy. I got a box of books. <laughs> yeah, because they weren't like comics comics. Like, the Calvin it's, and Hobbes books were thick. It's limited edition, oh. glossy pages. Dude, stop digging your nerd hole. <laughs> Just stop. Like, you're making it worse. Jake, what about, <laughs> what about you? I think the first thing that comes into mind... Is when I was like 10 years old when the Wii came out. That was like my thing. You know, like you had the sensor and the bar and you play Wii Sports indoors. It was Wii Tennis. That was all the rage, right? Yeah, I didn't didn't have to go outside and get all sweaty. I can just like put my strap on with my Wii controller. (laughs) Phrasing. Well, there you go. There's the Captain J Hood uh, cut of the day. Jake and his strap on. Uh, We'll be back. Captain Jay Hood mornings on ESPN 1000, <laughs> Chicago's home for sports. Captain Jay Hood, Jay Hood. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on twitch.tv or the Twitch app. gap that's the age gap the age gap between me and you and shay and jake is that 
we can't watch other people play video games. Well, don't be old and crusty. What do you mean old and crusty? Uh, you know how it is. We we dealt with this same thing with with Carmen for years. Uh, don't don't be old and crusty over I, there. No, 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 no. Be accepting of the young people. I'm accepting of it. If you want to waste your time, waste it. Awesome youth points for me. See, it was, being old right like now. I'm not, I'm not giving you home, homework to go watch The Godfather. I'm not saying that. Don't be that. I'd rather watch The Godfather than watch someone else play a video game. Well, yes. Now, now here's the here's from my vantage point. This is what's happening. It's Buckingham Doll. We're in for Cap and J Hood today. Uh, day one, Shay was all about it. Day two, there's going to be a fight today. I, I can just feel it. There, there's there's a lot of back and forth in the commercial breaks. It's, there's you know a lot of you guys just butting heads. You know this what it is. is the chair it's the chair and he's it's turning into cap <laughs> before <laughs> our eyes are you slowly morphing into cap is that sure. what's happening no, over no, there no, 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 no. daddy likey no i just don't i don't understand like i grew up waiting to play video games and so i don't understand if you have video games in front of you why you would choose to turn on a stream to watch someone else I, play video games? This oh, is no. such an old man doesn't understand take. This this really is like something Cap would say. <laughs> Why would you watch someone play video games? It no, doesn't make just, any sense. There's oh, no. no point. You're not watching them play the game. Like, do you assume that you're tuning into somebody who's just silent and you're just watching like the game happen in front of you? No, I assume that they're cursing the video game like I do when I play video or games. Or they're just talking about nonsense with their friends. Like, you watch because they're being entertained. Then that's fine. If it's a person who's being entertained but like i've seen the clips of like athletes playing video games and people are tuned in and watching athletes play video games and it's like i'll just watch you when you play your real your real sport i'll just watch you play basketball or football we're talking about your your wish list was there a, a present that you wanted when you were young that you think back to and you say man this was the best mine was goldeneye for the nintendo 64 i'm all agrees with me that that was the jam in 1997 tim and morgan park you're on espn 1000 hey guys hey loving your show this morning man thanks man what's up um first thing i want to say is i love goldeneye as well but i was a dj in the 80s and they had this turntable called the technique 1200 it was the top of the line about 500 dollars. nobody had them they had the cheaper turntables, and if I told my mother, if you give me these turntables, you don't have to buy me nothing for the rest of the year. And when I got them, all my friends tried to come over my house and play on my turntables, but my house was too small. So <laughs> that was the best gift in life, man. I, I, I almost cried when I saw them when I woke up Christmas morning. Tim, that's awesome. That, that's a great gift, and, and I love that. The, the house is too small. You can't come over. It's just me. Nah, I, I'm, I'm, just small, gonna I'm just going to play. I'm just going to play. Yeah, just like you got the guys waiting to play a video game. Yeah. You had guys waiting to play their record. They bring their records over. Hey, Tim, can I play? Nah, you got to wait till somebody gets through. So it was like five of us in my little small bedroom, man. I couldn't have nobody else come over. <laughs> That's awesome, Tim. Good call. Thanks yep. for the phone call. All right, man. Thank you all. That's Tim. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. So when I first moved back here, uh, I lived overseas in uh, Saudi Arabia for a little bit. And it's a Muslim country, so I didn't like I wasn't the odd man out as a Muslim, right? So I get here and we it's sixth grade, we go on winter break for Christmas and New Year's, we come back, and as like a journal entry, our teacher wanted us for like creative writing to write about what we got for Christmas. Now you grew up in Libertyville. Yeah. Not, uh, a lot of people celebrated Christmas. 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like sure. 99.9% of the people in Libertyville. 0. 0.99. 0. 0.99. That's how it used to be. 99999. Yeah, you're right. When we grew up there, yeah. celebrated Christmas. Like, I, I remember in grade school, every single kid in my grade school class was celebrating Christmas. Celebrated Christmas. There was, no, there was nothing else there was when no, I was a kid. Yeah, there were no Abdallahs. Yeah. <laughs> and so... You're right. That That's how it was in the in the 90s. Yeah. You're right. So we would... So I we all had to, like, write this thing and pass it around and someone else would read your work and i was done in like five seconds because i wrote nothing like i literally wrote the words i got nothing for christmas but no one knew you I was, sad little boy no one knew i was muslim so there's this poor girl sitting next to me and she's got to read first of all i'm done but no one else is done so i'm like pretending the, to write the things fake writing yeah i'm yeah. like i'm like yeah i got i got this i'm writing down all this stuff you guys are doing all this work and then, and then this girl next to me she goes all right get up and read adam's thing and she gets up and she's like Adam Abdallah writes, nothing. I got nothing for Christmas. <laughs> and my teacher was so upset. She's like, what do you mean you got nothing for Christmas? Like they thought I was, I, I just didn't do like my parents didn't give me anything for Christmas. And I was like, no, you guys don't understand. Like I had my holiday like two weeks ago. Like I'm Muslim. So I had a day off. You guys all had to come to school. And then when I came back, uh, I got two more weeks off, which is cool. But, like, I don't get anything. I don't get... I like to explain Islam to people <laughs> in sixth grade because I, they all felt bad because I didn't get anything for Christmas. Mark in Geneva, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mark? Hey, guys. I'm here to talk about the NFL starter jacket. I oh, got a, yeah. a San Francisco 49ers in 1994, man. Oh, Jerry that's Rice, awesome. Steve Young, that Super Bowl against the 49ers. Yeah. I'm a huge Bears fan. Against but, the man, Chargers, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a game. And... um about Goldeneye, remember Slappers Only? That was the best. <laughs> <laughs> slappers Only. Abdallah, explain Slappers Only. It was when there no guns were allowed and you had to fight like this. <laughs> because, like, the game wasn't good enough where you could, like, punch or anything. So it was just arms swinging. Mark, did you, uh, did you and your friends have a no odd job rule as well? Oh, absolutely. The low angle. I mean, yeah. that was, uh, you'd win every time. It, it, was, uh, it was crazy. Nobody could control it. Yeah, thanks for the oh, call, Mark. All right, guys, have Merry Christmas. You too, Merry Christmas. Hey, hey, Abdallah, so so for those who don't know, the odd job rule in GoldenEye, what mm-hmm. was that for, for today's youth? I don't if remember the odd job oh, you rule. Don't? You okay. couldn't be odd job, right? Yeah, so when you're yeah. playing multiplayer, yeah, you odd job is the character from uh, Goldfinger, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he is small. Yeah. And so when you played multiplayer and someone would select odd job, not only was he faster but he was so small that your target range yeah. for the multiplayer shooter you couldn't see you, him. you couldn't you couldn't target him so if you were a jerk you would show up to someone's house and you would immediately lock in your character as that and you would win every mm. single time in multiplayer yeah. and so a lot of groups of friends mine included would say no hey, can't job. be odd job. yeah i remember can't that. be odd job jake in brownsville you're on espn 1000 hey guys how you doing good man what's going on uh, so my so my last name is Wiener, you know, like the hot dog, and uh, my mom once for Hanukkah drove out uh, to this place in Highwood called the Mean Wiener, <laughs> and uh, got me a T-shirt. It's got this really like PO'd looking Wiener on the back, and sure. it's like standing in front of a burning building. And uh, to this day, I still have that T-shirt. I still wear it. She got it for me when I was like 21. I'm 32 now. And uh, and I've never I've still never been to the Mean Wiener, but uh, 
but I love that T-shirt, <laughs> and it's it's easily my most treasured gift. That's that's awesome. awesome. That's good great. good call, Jake. Appreciate you. Black M Dollar in for Cap and J Hood. Jim in Chicago Heights here on ESPN One Thousand. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm kind of old. I'm 73 years old. Back in the early 50s, my dad bought us a Lionel train, but had to wait till we went to bed that oh. Christmas Eve. He set it up and he played with it for about four or five hours himself. Oh man! He <laughs> ended up giving I'm it to me. These now these are intricate. He gave it to me and ended up uh, because I had kids. I set it up every year around the tree. The kids go crazy with it. That's awesome. That's a great kid. It's a nice train. Oh, yeah. And it was cheap back then. I think it was probably 75 bucks. The engine alone right now is worth 250 bucks. Yeah. It's crazy expensive now. Jim, is that the best yeah. part when you get older is that you can give gifts to your kids that then you actually can spend time playing with? Uh, not real. I don't get into video games or anything like that. So if I buy them a video game, it's all theirs. Why, why didn't you ever get into it? Well, I'm old. Yeah, I, I know. But at one point you weren't video games are around. Yeah, I know. I, I just never got into it. That's uh, pinball machines. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right, Jim. Thanks for the phone call. Take it easy. I mean, it, Abdallah, you you are uh, about to have a child with your I wife. Am. I am. Uh, you are not the one giving birth, but I'm your not. wife will I'm be uh, in short uh, order here. Uh, within the next month or so. A month from today. Uh, so it, I would imagine that's the best part of this situation. Obviously, uh, raising a child will be great for you. But I think you looking forward to the toys that you can then gift and then play with yourself. I'm imagining there's a piece of you that's really excited for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to, like, having a child that wants to play and, and do, like, you know, it depends on what she wants to do, though. You know, like, I'm not going to force, I'm not going to force feed her toys that I want to play with just because I want to play with them. What else is the point like, of being a parent? Like, this isn't Homer buying Marge a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This isn't that. Like, if she wants to play video games, she can play video games. If she wants to, you know, play with bar, like, I, you know, like there, there will be, trust me, Abdallah will be involved in many a tea party. Like, if that's what she wants to do, I will be right there playing tea party or princesses or whatever she wants, whatever she wants to play with. Cause I'll, I'll be a pushover for sure. Or FIFA soccer. Yeah. If she wants to listen, if she, I mean, I'll, she can't have the edibles, but she can play all the FIFA she wants to. Cap and J hood mornings on ESPN 1000 Chicago's home for sports. Don't miss the conversation. Cap and Jay Hood. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Cap and Hoodie. Bop, 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 bop. And listen to Cap and Jay Hood at home and in the office. Now, back to more Cap and Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. In 10 minutes, we will play shot or no shot here on Cap and J Hood. Black and Abdallah filling in for the guys today. Talking with you at 312-332-3776. We're talking about gifts back in the day when you were a kid. Things that you looked forward to. Mine was Goldeneye for the Nintendo 64. Abdallah agrees we're the same age. 
the the winter of 1997 heading into the holidays that year that was the hot gift everyone wanted it because i feel like we were what 13 12 13 years old yeah so like that's the first time like a new system came out and you were like cognizant of being like i want this like i remember playing my genesis but i don't remember when i asked for a genesis system right yeah i don't remember being like i want this genesis system I remember, I'm sure I got it for a birthday or holiday or something like that, but I don't remember being like, I really, really want, this is the only thing I want, there's only one thing on my list, like, this is what I want. Trevor and Lockport, you're on ESPN 1000. Hi, yeah, I wanted to call in when I was uh, eight years old, my dad got me a 2005 baseball encyclopedia, and for years we would just sit down and he'd ask me to look up a player and we'd just go over stats all the time. Trevor, doesn't it? Uh, isn't there a piece of you that misses those days where now the internet just gives you all the answers at all times? But back in the day, you would just look at information. Oh, a hundred percent. The baseball encyclopedia, where you like, I don't know, it wasn't as in depth as and easy as baseball reference pages are now. But sure, uh, there's still something about picking up a book that weighs like ten pounds and trying to find your player. <laughs> Good call, Trevor. Appreciate you. We go to Brad in Libertyville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Brad? Hey, guys. Uh, you know, Adela, Genesis does what Nintendo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and GoldenEye in college was fantastic, too. Yeah. Because drunk GoldenEye, fantastic. <laughs> um, the, uh, I didn't really want this. I didn't think I wanted this gift, but my, I was 12 and 90, and Christmas in 90, my, uh, I got a present a couple days before from my sister, and I'm like, it's not Christmas yet, and she got tickets through her work for first row of third deck of the Chicago Stadium, Bulls-Pistons, so that was the 90-91 first championship season, and Jordan hit a three oh, at yeah. halftime, and it was one of his jump-up fist pumps. Chicago Stadium went nuts, and I'm like, this is the greatest thing I ever got in my life. Brad, that's awesome because I think outside of like video games, the best gifts for kids that grew up in the 90s were Bulls-related mm-hmm. gear, oh, tickets, yeah. anything Bulls-related. The Jordan era that yep. that was the that was the highlight. Anything Bulls related. Yep, it was fantastic. It close second was it's the following or the year before maybe one of the, the year before or after I got she got uh, Blackhawks tickets with the old pullover Blackhawks Blackhawks uh, starter quarter zip sure. hoodie. Sure. So that was pretty cool. But the the Bulls experience and it being that first championship year, uh, you couldn't top it. Thanks for the call, Brad. Appreciate you. I remember yep. the year I got my Bulls starter jacket, and that was another like birthday present in December. Oh, the starter like, jackets were were the best. Like, and, and now Jake Cantu producing for us today. Jake, like that's the style now. Yeah, Jake's starter jackets are back, and, yeah. and that's the that's the style. It's Actually, all come around. I just found a Chiefs one for like ten bucks at a thrift store. Really, and it resells for a hundred. It's like just everybody wants a starter jacket again. And they're making them again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're making like not like newer version ones. Like they, I don't no, think I know. you don't have like my. I had the pullover one, yeah. and so like that to me with a big starter yeah. with zipper the big pouch on it, in yeah, the front. The pouch in the front. Sure. Now they're making more like bomber style jackets. No, no, like they're, ma- they're jack- making the, the pullover star- ones. Yes, they're making them. Should we get them? No. Oh, okay. Why not? Jake can get it. 
Why? Because he's young and cool. So we're what? We're olds now? Yeah, you're old and washed. No, I'm going to get a starter jacket. You're in the cap chair. Don't tell me. You what can it try is. mine on, but you're you sitting in the it. cap chair. You, Gorman and Mount Greenwood. You're on ESPN 1000. <laughs> Roxbury Twins. What's up, fellas? What's up, Jeff Gorman? <laughs> Hey, uh, when I was, uh, I'm like 60 right now, so back in the early 70s, uh, my parents both worked, so uh, they had a little bit of money more so than uh, your average household, and uh, I got this Schwinn apple crate, which was like, looked kind of like a chopper with a banana seat, and uh, <laughs> a small front wheel with a drum brake and a disc brake in the back, and it had a five-speed gear shifter in front of you on the frame, and uh if you had one of these bikes, it was, the red one was the apple crate, the green one was the pea picker, and there was a yellow one. I think it was called a lemon peel. And uh, you were uh, you were the cat's ass in the neighborhood if you had one of these bikes. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I remember seeing these. I didn't know that that was, that was cool. Having that type uh, of bike. They're, they're expensive now. If you have one that's, that's yeah, in I, good shape, they're over $1,000. Right I now. see this one on Amazon for 700 bucks. Yeah. That's yeah, wild. So they were, they were, they were the, uh, you were the envy of the neighborhood if you had one of those bikes. That's awesome. Good call, Gorman. Appreciate you. Take care. Abdallah, do you remember having pegs? Oh, yeah, dude. Do you have both front, back? No, just the back pegs. You don't need front pegs. Metal, front pegs. hard plastic, would you have? No, metal. Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm, messing, I'm messing up some rails. <laughs> I'm messing. On your dyno? Uh, I had a Haro. Thank you very much. I had a Haro. Uh, it was Dave Mira's uh, brand of, of bikes, and I definitely, yeah, I, I did not. I don't like. Dinos to me were, uh, I got very into biking. Um, dinos to me were like you were paying for the name and not for the quality. Whereas like Haro, you were playing for the quality and less of the name of the bike. And like I, I did extensive research into like I had the magazines and everything. Like I was very into BMX biking. I loved it. I would yeah. go to those dirt jumps and everything. <laughs> what was it? The GT Dino. That's yeah. that's what I had. Uh, with the um, did you have the plastic? Rims or the metal rims? I metal remember rims, some of them had, had like the three plastic. It looked like yeah. a peace sign almost. Oh no no no! Mine mine were metal, okay. and then I had the black matte pegs on the back. Okay, so I All didn't right. have metal pegs, okay. but I had the black pegs on the back. Okay, I had the like they were like almost perforated, like they had like they were like. Uh, oh yes, yeah, yeah. I know. So what you're I'm, talking I'm about. really messing up some <laughs> some rails with that. It, it looks like you have a cheese grater. Yeah. But I did more, uh, I did more, um, what do you call it? Uh, dirt jumping. Then, like, we had, there was a dirt jumping place in oh, this Libertyville. Is the one, this is the one that I had with the flames, the, the yellow and black flames. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. one I There have. was a green one that I thought was super cool. Like, I loved it. There was one green dino, but it was like $600. I'm like, there's no way oh, I'm yeah. going to get a $600 dino. That's insane. They were expensive. It's Black and Abdallah. We're filling in for Cap and Jay Hood this morning. We'll be back in two minutes. This, this is Chicago's home for sports. This is Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000.